0: So Pastor Karen's going to share. I'm so happy that my, the love of my yeah. life gets to share. Um, this uh, I'm telling you guys, it's just going to be a very quipping word. And so if you have notes, get ready to take notes. Do you need a music stand to put your phone on yeah. or to put your notes on? Guys, let's just honor Pastor Karen as she just pours out. We love yeah. you so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, first of all, Addison, is that your name? Okay, so before Johnny gave you that word, the Lord gave me a word for you. It's a little bit different, but the Lord was just like, giving me like this feeling of his heart and I really feel like he wants you to know just how much he loves your worship like there was I didn't even know that was you worshiping I could just see you out of the corner of my eye and he was kind of like drawing me so every now and then while I'm worshiping I'm like peeking thinking like who is that because there was there was just an aroma like literally like coming off of you and I would the Lord is just showing me like how much he loved it like it was just such a sweet smell to him and so don't ever stop worshiping. Like, he loves it so much. And not only that, but I also see, like, this, this worship maturity upon your life. Like, where other, like, adults who have been, like, in the church for years upon years, how they still strive to get in his presence, like, the Lord just, like, you, you, just, you got it. You know, like, it's just, like, you know how to step in. You know how to, like, just pour it out on him. And so just, uh, just keep doing it, you know, because he loves it. And you're breaking things off of people in the room, whether you feel it or not. Uh, Second thing, Jonathan, you are the lucky one. Because last week, (laughs) the Lord gave, I came up here and I was praying. And I said, Lord, I want to uh, do something a little different, you know, stretch me. And so the Lord said, I'm going to show you a chair and you're going to prophesy over that chair. So I wrote down a prophetic word nobody sat in it last Thursday or Sunday. And so in case no one ever sits in it again, I'm prophesying over you because this is what he gave me. (laughs) And so that's the chair. I almost like taped it under the chair. You don't have to record it. I wrote it down (laughs) unless you want to. It's up to you. Okay. I even wrote second row, second seat. And this was on the 23rd at 745 in the morning. The Lord says, my deep is calling unto you. There is room to come closer don't fear the things I have for you, but know that I give good gifts to my children because I'm a good father. Come dwell and rest in me for I have so much in store for you. So many are hungry and need to be fed trust. And so and the Lord really highlighted the, like people need to be fed part. And that was really like a stretching for me. So I was like, well, Lord, what if this is something, you know, and if it doesn't hit it, but I trust the Lord. And so, you know, that's for you. So, uh, it's, I was really nervous about this. I'm not a public speaker. I was <laughs> telling so Melinda board service, I'm like, I'm not a public speaker. Like, I went to nursing school. Like, You could go to the RN program or LVN. And so LVN's under RN, but RN you had to take public speaking. So I was like, I'll go to the LVN program. And so I'm an LVN because I didn't want to speak in front of people. Uh, <laughs> so thanks, God. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it's really comforting to like, look around the room and see family. And one of the most beautiful things about family is unity. And so we went to, uh, what was that, 10 America, is that what it's called, over the weekend. And so, you know, unity is always on God's heart. It's never not going to be on God's heart because he wants us to be one. He wants it so bad. Like it's so important to him that Jesus even prayed for unity right before he went to the cross. And so if he's praying it, y'all, we should be praying it. We should be pursuing it. And I think one of the, like, the, the greatest ways we can tap into unity is taking on God's vision and start looking at other people as a finished bride, because that's how he sees them. And not only that, but looking at ourself as finished. I think that's going to get rid of a lot of competition, a lot of uh, uh, just disunity. Honestly, if you see someone as finished, you're not going to judge them. You know, you're like, okay, you're going through that, but I can see where you're going, you know. And so uh, unity, it's always on God's heart. So that's not what I'm talking about tonight. I just want to share that. But uh, so the, about a week ago, I was driving to Beaumont and uh, we have to go turn in our, our notes every week. And so I'm riding to, I'm driving to Beaumont. I was really tired, but I was just like, I felt like the Lord was like, just wanting me to sing to him, like to just release like a song to him. And so I did, I started belting it out, going down ITN, just singing about how beautiful he was, about how much I love him, about like how good he is. And, you know, and just thankfulness, you know, just, just giving him my song. And, uh, and like, before I knew it, like the atmosphere of my car was just like, tangibly, like, presence-filled. It was like Jesus was sitting in the pastor's seat with me. And all of a sudden, like, all these prophetic words just started filling up my heart. And so I'm getting my phone, and I'm, like, talk to text, like, just saying what I'm hearing. And so that kind of birthed this, because there's a song that God wants to release through each of us. Just like that, just that harmony that uh, Jonathan was releasing, like, that broke things in the atmosphere. Like, there's a grace upon your life to sing a song that I'll never sing. And it's going to cultivate and it's going to just have so much purpose. But uh, so that was my encounter. That was just amazing. So your song is also your key into the secret place. It's not about talent. I don't want y'all to think that I'm like talking about like, oh, you have to be like a singer. Because I'm not a singer, but I will belt it out because... I know I understand there's there's something more to it. It's about your adoration. It's about like giving God the everything that's in your heart. You know, just showering him with your love. And so it's not about talent. It's an outward expression of an inward like love, of an inward cultivation of intimacy. It's your worship. It's your shower of adoration, and it's your key into the secret place. We enter or he, inhabit, he, we enter his courts with praise, but that's not the scripture I was going to share. Just kind of came up. Psalms 22, 3. He inhabits the praises of his people. You will always hear us say that. Like, our church was probably founded on that scripture, honestly. Like, that's just always something, like, we, sh- we, we talk about. There was a time, uh, sorry if I'm talking too fast, uh, that we went to a church in Beaumont. Johnny was ministering, and... Uh, we went to Pastor Mary Royal's church, and I remember during worship, the Lord like brought that scripture to my heart. He inhabits the praises of my people, and like in that moment, like I'm sitting there and I'm worshiping, and the Lord asks me, like, "Are you worshiping me in a way that is going to like make me inhabit this place? Like, are you worshiping me in a way that's going to make my presence come?" And, you know, like, feel this place. And it, it wrecked me. Like, that changed my worship, like, forever. So now it's like, okay, I'm going to sing. Like, I want you to be here. You know, I mean, that's, that's a key. That unlocks truth right there. Like, that's, re- that's, that's a revelational, very simple, but revelational scripture. Like, God's like, you want me here? Here's what you do. You know? I mean, so, yeah, I had such a revelation that I've, I've never worshipped him the same. It's always been like, okay, God, I want you here, so I'm going to invite you. Like, I can tell when people invite me to something just to be nice. <laughs> like, hey, you want to come? Like, I can tell if they don't really care if I come or not. Like, hey, we're doing this. You want to come? And I'm sure you all can too, you know? But, like, you can also tell when they're like, hey, we, come on. You know, we're having a party. We're doing this. We're going out to eat. Come on. And you're like, oh, I can't. They're like, no, I'll just come. You can tell, <laughs> you know, and God can tell when we're being authentic with him. Like, he knows if if we really want him to come. God knows when we're authentic. Whenever, uh, a little bit about me, uh, sometimes I feel like it's easier to receive from people when you know a little bit about them. I don't know. I heard someone say that before, and so I'm, I'm saying it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> whenever I gr- I grew up in a, Christian home. Like, my parents went to church sometimes. My mom did. My dad really didn't. My mom loved Jesus, but there was no fruit. I think we were talking about this earlier. But there, yeah, there was no fruit. There was affairs. There was divorce. There was messy stuff. And so I grew up, like, with this false image of what love was and what Christianity was. Like, what, like, this walk with Jesus was supposed to look like. It was very plastic. It was so... I found myself like falling away. Like I eventually like went into the world, was doing my own thing. I jumped from relationship to relationship because I was looking for validation, you know, not knowing my worth and my value and what it was to be one with God. I just didn't understand. I didn't have a very good <laughs> image of what it was, and uh, and I ran from God. Like I knew like, how good God was. Like, I had encountered him before. Like, I wasn't... It wasn't like I didn't know God. Like, I can remember being in high school, and, like, I would sing to the Lord in my room. And, like, I remember one time, like, a glory cloud filled the room, and I was scared to death, y'all. I hid under my covers and was like, Lord, make it stop. And so, like, I had encounters with God. I knew God. I knew him on an intimate level, and I did that on my own. But it wasn't stable enough because I was always taught, like, you know, like, one foot in, one foot out. Like, that was normal. So eventually... I stepped out and I did my own thing. I was a prodigal for a season and I started, I got into drugs. I got into just a bunch of dumb stuff. And while I was in the pig pen, while I was in my mess, uh, the Lord, like that started drawing me back in and I went to church. And for the first time in my life, God had put these people in my in my life who were Authentic. Like, I didn't know what authenticity was. I was like, oh, y'all aren't going to go smoke a cigarette in the parking lot after church? <laughs> you know, like, y'all are, y'all are really going to, you know, do what the word says? <laughs> and so uh, it was that, that taste of authenticity changed everything. Matter of fact, I ended up marrying one of those guys. But, <laughs> but um, do it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was the authenticity of it, guys. So people know when we're being authentic you know, and that authenticity, like, it just, it changed everything, like, ever since that moment, like, because they were authentic, it's like, okay, God, I know you're authentic, you know, like, they mirrored who he was, and so if we're not authentic, you know, are people going to see an authentic father, you know, if we're not walking in love, are they going to believe that he walks in or that he is love, you know, Your song is a tool that shifts atmospheres and reshapes cultures to mirror heaven. We'll say that again. Your song is a tool that shifts atmospheres and reshapes cultures culture to mirror heaven. About a week ago, I heard a song that I hadn't heard since I was like in the world. And, uh, and I heard it and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna turn this up. I haven't heard this in a long time. And as I was listening to it, like, like this is a time where I was like depressed and broken and stuff. Like I started feeling really depressed <laughs> and I was like, how did I listen to this back in the day? You know, like how, it was just heavy. It was just like, I just want to go lay on the couch and, you know, binge Netflix now. Like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> and so like the song literally changed the atmosphere of my car. And so I turned it off and I, it was, I put on something a little more anointed, <laughs> but, uh, God wants to give us a song that's going to influence the culture around us. In 2017, I believe it was at the end of the year, um, I have a keyboard at my house and I'll play around on it. And usually that's just my intimate time with the Lord. Like it's not for, you know, not for, not to become a great composer or anything. It's just to spend time with Jesus. And so I was just sitting at my keyboard and I was just singing and loving on the Lord and I couldn't stop thinking about North Korea. I don't know anything about North Korea y'all, or I didn't then. Like I was like, I think it's a country. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a ge- geographer or whatever. And, uh, So I began, like, the more, like, I felt it on the inside of me, I began to sing over North Korea, and this went on for, like, days upon days, and then, like, weeks are going by. I'm, like, singing over North Korea. Every day, I'd go to my keyboard just because I would declare, I would sing, Lord, send your freedom to North Korea, and I would just sit there, and I would weep, and I didn't know why, and Johnny would be coming home, and I'm singing about North Korea, and he's probably thinking, like, what? (laughs) You know, (laughs) like, we don't have family there or nothing. What's going on? And so I began to, like, study North Korea and, like, look, like, what's going on over there, Lord? And they they were just a... And they just, they need, they need Jesus over there, y'all. They, uh, there's a lot of uh, concentration camps where they keep their Christians and stuff. It's ran by people who are, you know, just, it's it's awful. But, uh, so I would sing over North Korea. And about eight months later, so I think it was like June of 2018, because I looked it up before I came just because I was curious to see the time lapse. And and I hadn't sang over him like every day for like six months, but I was singing over him pretty often and I saw that uh Sean Futch, is that how you say his name? I don't know how to talk about. Anyways, he had posted who? Foyt. Foy? is that how you say it? Okay. Well he had posted something about because uh, apparently he had been writing songs in two thousand twelve over him, which I had no idea over North Korea. Like he even had a song called North Korea and I was like, that's crazy. But uh he posted something and it was our president, uh, shaking Kim's, the guys, the, the lead, their dictator's hands. And it was, it was saying yes. And so it was all about like, they were coming to like a peace treaty and this was like, I don't remember the ins and outs, but it was going to be in favor for North Korea. And the Lord reminded me, like, this is why you're singing over them. Like, even though it looked like something like so small, like it's just, like, they're just shaking hands like this, like your song is breaking over things. And I strongly believe like if me and that guy were both singing, I imagine the Lord had a lot of people singing over North Korea. Like, I just believe it. But your song will influence culture. It's going to reshape like government and other cities. I just, I believe that. So when the Lord say like when you Lord says sing over orange or sing over your city you're from sing over Lumberton take it seriously like God wants to use your voice God wants to birth a new song through his bride that will sink the body to his heart One of my favorite books to read is uh, Song of Songs and uh if you think about it, like song of songs, it's the song of all songs written by a man that God made the wisest man in history. I mean, probably other than Jesus, i sure Jesus was pretty wise, <laughs> but Solomon, he was known for his wisdom and he wrote the song of all songs. And what is it about? It's a marriage song. It's a love song. It's all about intimacy. It's all about Intimacy. Where am I at? it's not only about like marital unity between like a man and a wife, but between God and the bride. And if God's singing about, if God, because the, the, what the words written by the Holy spirit or it's inspired by the Holy spirit. If the Holy spirit, his song of all songs is about us being intimate, being one with God. Yeah. Y'all, what are we singing about? Like, my songs are awful, like, if that's what you're saying, you know? Like, that is the song of all songs. What a beautiful picture of God's heart, you know? Like, he's singing over us a marriage song, a song of, like, feasting with us and dining with us and being one with us. He wants to birth the songs that paint intimacy so that others can come to know who he is. When, he re- when you release your song, your worship, would you release your worship vocally? Because faith comes by hearing. We provoke others to want to go deeper in knowing him. So our song provokes others to want to go, to be intimate, more intimate with God. That was my heart today. I was like, Lord, like if anything, if they get anything out of this, like I don't care if they don't hear a word I said, let them leave here wanting to be more intimate with you than they've ever been. Because that's what it's all about. You know, it's all about him. He's so, he's just so kind and he's so loving and like he's all that matters like in eternity, we're just going to be singing to him. So I might as well start singing now, you know, might as well go ahead and learn some songs. <laughs> like the four living cre- or the living creature. I don't know if there's four, there's four, right? Four living creatures around his throne. Like they're, co- I was thinking about that during worship. I was like, Lord, they're covered in eyes so they can just look at how beautiful you are. Like I'm kind of jealous. You know, I mean, they just get to sit there and behold your beauty. Like that's, that's amazing. Like, I don't know. He's just, he's beautiful y'all. Whenever me and Johnny were engaged, I used to read song of songs all the time. I think we both did because we'd send each other scriptures, but it, I feel like it sews into like the intimacy. It provokes you, you know, so if you haven't read it in a while, just read it. <laughs> It'll sink your heart to him. Last thing I have to say, sorry if this was super short, but, uh, a few years ago I heard Jose Diaz say something and it stuck with me. I think about it all the time, if not maybe daily, uh, it's God is calling us to sing what we see until we see what we sing. Man, that just like stuck in my heart. Like it was something like, I was just like, Whoa, it was just, it was very revelational to me. So sing what you see until you see what you sing. When our eyes are on him, y'all, like we get his vision and his heart. When I was in the world, I didn't care if the homeless got fed. I didn't care if people of cancer were healed. I didn't care. I didn't care about freedom in North Korea. I didn't care if the church was unified. (laughs) I didn't care, you know. But stepping into Christ, like coming into him, like, keeping my eyes on him, it's like now that I care about the things that he cares about. When I put my eyes on him, he began to reveal his heart to me, and the more of his heart I began to know, the more of his heart that I become one with. Like, I became, like, start developing his heart. We all do. And eventually, our heart will start to burn for the things that burn his heart, as well as break for the things that break his heart. I heard one time at, uh, a service they were talking about this kind of wild but they were saying that uh married people like the longer they're together in like an intimate relationship they're they they start to like take on each other's first starts with like you're saying what your spouse says then you're starting to like have the same mannerisms and eventually this is what I heard I don't hey, don't record if. <laughs> And eventually, you start, like, you start, like, acting like your spouse. Like, married couples, y'all ever notice, like, you say something, you're like, that was so my husband or my wife. Sometimes I say something, like, John, or I'll hear Johnny say something, and I'll be like, oh, he got that from me. Or David and Marissa, I'll pick on them since they're newlyweds. Sometimes they do stuff, and I'm like, they are picking, they are, like, growing into the same person. Like, you just become intertwined. But, but um yeah, I heard that, that someone said like they did some kind of study and like sooner or later, like your DNA starts like to become like each other's. Which is pretty interesting, I thought. But when we begin to like transform ourselves or to, to position ourselves to become one with God, to be intimate with God daily, like we, become, we start to be transformed into the image of Christ. And so if you want to be like him, my advice is to be with him. Johnny, you can go ahead and start coming up here. Cause I don't know if I ran through that fast or if it was just short. But, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I hope this encourages y'all to just want him more. Like, that's my heart. That's my desire is just for y'all to just want to be, uh, to be one with him. Y'all give him your song. Just put your eyes on him and just sing to him. You know, just love on him in whatever way you want to. But just position your heart and just yield your heart to do what he's asking of you. So,
0: so good, man. Wow. Wow. And that is uh, the wellspring that I get to come home to every day. I'm telling you, there's things, um, I say it all the time, you know, uh, a lot of people might not know my wife because maybe she's not as out there like I am, but there's one thing I know, and that's all of heaven knows her name. And uh, I love it because this context, this, 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 this word that she shared with us didn't come from a place to where she wanted to impress anybody or let me show some theology. This came from intimate encounters with him. Like this is like everything she was sharing is like just her heart. I remember a few, maybe a year or so ago, she would just, just to kind of pick on her for a second, in that place of intimacy and and where her heart is in loving Jesus is you know, she said she used to wake up in the morning and, and she would sing songs in our living room and she would say, I'm daily, you know, tilling and sowing the garden of our household. And I remember that just made such a big impact on me. But uh, one of the first things she told me whenever we started dating, we knew we were going to get married or else we wouldn't have even started anything. But she said, hey, and don't worry about always being the provider because I know God's my provider. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So immediately she helped me to understand the pressures of of, of relationship and so she lives her life like that all the time. So, guys, I'm telling you, um, this was her first time to truly minister a teaching in Destiny Church tonight. So you all were a part of a pioneering moment. And I'm telling you, as I'm listening to her, I don't know any of you, anybody else, and, and I'm not holding it in favoritism, but as I'm listening, I'm like, man, that is some rich stuff. Like, you know, she didn't want to go live tonight. and I respect that, you know. Um, but I was like, oh, like, man, people need to hear this, man. Like, you got to shake some people up with some intimacy like that. Um, what she was saying at the end, she's right. We were actually uh, doing years ago at Father's House that we were at. We went to visit a, um, some kind of a school of supernatural or something. And it was either Chris Volatin or one of the other teachers. There was a scientific study between married couples um, through, uh, um, how can I best, best way to say this, through intimacy, OK, through through covenant intimacy with one another, with what takes place in the reproduction area, that really your DNA begins to change. And y'all get to share some of the same DNA because of what takes place in that moment of reproduction and, and, and intimacy. Uh, and uh, that, you know, they, they brought out all the science for it. We, I just remember I wrote it down in my book and I was like, that is the craziest thing. Um, and uh, but they brought up a whole bunch of stuff. But whenever she's sharing, I'm like, man, that is the heart. Uh, A few things that she said really quick, some quick nuggets. Um, There's a song God wants to release through you. Your song is a key into the secret place, and it's not about your talent. I love that. But then she said this, which, ugh, your song is a tool that shifts atmospheres and reshapes culture to mirror heaven. Try going into a place and singing the songs of the Lord and see if things don't change. Just yesterday, we had an encounter with someone that we were just singing the songs of the Lord over him, And I believe that truly changed everything because within a few hours, we got an amazing testimony of an individual that we were praying for that God brought back and was restoring. And it was an amazing thing because when you sing the songs of heaven, when you reproduce those things, as Karen said, your song is a tool that shifts atmospheres and reshapes cultures to mirror heaven. Jonathan, why don't you come up here, man, as we close out. This is so good. Thursday nights, man, it's all about connection. It's all about discipling through relationship. And I feel tonight we were all discipled and we all learned a little bit more about what our song and what our worship and, and what our intimacy can cause heaven to do here on earth. So my my prayer for tonight, and we're going to have some people up here. So if you if you need prayer for anything, even if you need prayer for the sense of like, man, like, you know, here lately, my song has been robbed because of life. We're going to be up here for a little bit and we want to be able to pray. Um, and if not, we encourage you to just stick around, hang out. Yeah, you can hit that like, Marissa. Uh, stay, hang out. Um, but if that is you and we want to be able to pray for you, so we don't want you to leave here. I believe tonight was a very marking moment for the intimacy with Jesus. And that's something that we cannot take lightly. That's why it's so very important that on a daily basis, we're releasing our song unto the Lord because it is a key for us going deeper into the secret place. Um, so guys, stand with me as we get ready to dismiss.